Good afternoon. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker with Bakes Takes. Welcome to the show. It's Saturday, May 8th. Hope you had a great week. I sure did. Uh, my uh, Why I do this, my sons, Bobby and Jack, they're uh, 24 and 22. Uh, Bobby came back for mom's birthday, so it's been great to see him. I couldn't get him on the show, unfortunately, but um, uh, they're, they're the reason I do this. Uh, I went through the 87 crash as a, as a, as a stockbroker, got my head handed to me, and, and started my journey. I uh, uh, realized that I didn't know what I was doing. Wall Street analysts didn't know what they were doing, and I wanted to. So I read everything I could. I read hundreds of books, uh, earned my MBA, discovered technical analysis, reading charts, and uh, really the, it was a game changer for me. I do a lot of fundamental work. Uh, you know, I can tear apart balance sheets and income statements with, with anybody, uh, talk to suppliers, customer, competitors, but I do the technical analysis first to, to, to focus my timing and my effort on, on productive areas, and then I do the fundamental work, which I share with you. It's not right or wrong, it just works for me. Uh, I read uh, the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, The Economist, so you don't have to. You can if you want to, but uh, this is what I do. I listen to podcasts. I devour relevant newsletters. I monitor what my Google alerts bring. I point you to them and, uh, you, and always give attribution, but know that if you don't want to do that, I'll do that for you, and I eat home cooking. I only talk about things that interest me, that I'm invested in. I have no conflicts. Conflicts. So tell me what your pain points are, problems you'd like me to solve or address, topics I should cover, and I really appreciate the feedback, which is which is increasing every week. Thank you. Um, stay tuned. I'm 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 very likely going to be offering uh, two, maybe three Patreon levels where uh, there's uh, additional content, additional access to me, maybe a weekly call where where. I teach technical analysis and cover your charts that, that are in, interested in you more than I can do here. And uh, I really appreciate your support in advance. Mike and I are going to uh, build a site and, and, and get the, get us to the next level. And, you know, I'd love to have maybe uh, one of those Patreon levels have a, you know, direct uh, impact on designing the show and, and, and suggesting topics and what have you. So I, I'm going to, here's my number, 610-331-4283. Call me, uh, you know, for right now, uh, I'm going to dedicate some time. I'd love to talk to you live and find out uh, how I can become better. And, and so I appreciate that in advance. Here's my disclaimer. This is not investment advice. Please conduct and share your own due diligence. And the more you share, the more the community benefits. Uh, you know, the YouTube subscribers are, are still going north. Uh, the, the, and that's a pretty good segue. Uh, I keep getting questions on GameStop. Uh, last I checked, we had 25,000, 26,000 views, Mike of, of uh, the, the GameStop call, and it's getting long in the tooth, you know, and I'm being honest, here is the, the chart again, the, the, uh, uh, we're still building this, this wedge, and we have not taken out the top, nor the bottom yet, uh, I thought it happened by now, so we got maybe another week at the most before this resolves itself one way or another, you know, I've talked about 212, and, and taking that out, that's what I lean towards, uh, I, you, but we need to see some sort of news. We need to see a very high-profile CEO being named, maybe a digital asset acquired. I don't have any inside information at all, but I just know that this, this chart pattern resolves itself one way or another very soon. I hope it's to the upside for the holders, and uh, but for the downside, it's going to be a pretty, pretty uh, telling sell signal if that happens. So, 
Uh, take a look at the chart. If you're listening to me, go to the YouTube channel. So my take is, is do or die this week for, uh, for, for, for GameStop. Okay, uh, Charlie, I'm going to get to your ETF question next week. Bobby, I'm going to address your question next week. I have some other things that, that I had to uh, take care of. Please share this with your Robinhood, your Reddit, your Wall Street Bets friends. Uh, send your stocks ideas. That's really where I think we add some value and I'll offer strategy for them as well. Please stay tuned. Um, my themes and groups. And uh, uh, I show it can't be much more transparent. Here's the portfolio. Uh, I started this back in July 1st of last year. Uh, and so far, year to date, we're up 24.53%. Uh, about double the S&P. That's pretty darn good. And so I can't put my feet to the fire much more than by sh showing here's what I've invested in. Here are the real numbers. And uh, I make a point here. This column over to the, the far right, you don't see any red. I'm allergic to red. And so I cut losses. And I want you to do this too. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Go to your portfolio. And if you see red 15% or greater, I want you to get rid of it. Because it, it's, it's eating into your returns and it's capital that could be deployed elsewhere. I'm not going to go through all 10 of the themes that, that, that we like here. You, you, you can see what's going on. But, uh, you know, Bitcoin is clearly, uh, the Grayscale Trust has been a clear winner for us. And this is the thing. You, you, the, the way portfolios work is that, you know, you tend to have... Uh, you know, I have 10 stocks. I have two that are, you know, kind of laggards. I've got a middle ground that's okay. And then you've got big winners. And you want to let your winners run. Cut losses, let your winners run. And it sounds easy, but it's it's difficult to do in practice. I think many many of you have found that. But the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, we're up 208% this year. And this is pure profit. We, when we doubled our money last year, I took uh, uh, the original investment off the table. And this is pure profit that I'm letting ride here. And I know what's going on. You, you know, you probably feel this too. This is kind of becoming gold. So that when Ethereum and Doge have big up days, that money seems to come out, of, come out of Bitcoin to a large extent. And so we're chopping around here, but there's been no clear, there's no sell signal. I'm just going to let this consolidate and do what, what, it, what it will. And, uh, you know, I'm just grateful that, that, that we found it. And oh, by the way, uh, I was kicked out of this when I originally bought it. So I took, I took the loss the first time around and got back in. And so uh, I'm really glad that, that we did. Next, uh, North Shore Uranium, I, you know, and I know I've been pounding this, but it's for good reason. I mean, this is a pretty chart, folks. Uh, you go back to July here, around $30. That's what we bought it. July 25th, I'm on the record. You can see the YouTube out there that I keep putting out to, you know, to show the, the thought process. Uh, I couldn't, I, I mispronounced, uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing it again, Kazadamprom. Uh, uh, the first time got a lot of heat, but I also bought the bought the the, the stock, and uranium story gets better and better. And you know this is what you want to see. You want to see new highs on big volume, the relative strength hitting new highs, 94 re relative strength, which means it's outperforming 94% of the stocks that are out there. I'd love to see the other, you know, six, but. Um, and uh, towards the end of the show, I'll go into you know, some more bullish developments like we need them. But go to the YouTube channel. There's a lot of things there where I go through top 10 reasons why I bought this, etc. So, um, 
uh, you know, it's been a, a terrific winter, up 124% year to date and more to come. And I'll tell you more about that later. Uh, this, this is a new segment that I've created. Uh, I call it Gray Swan. Uh, a black swan is, is an event that comes out of left field that no one sees. Uh, uh, a guy named Taleb, Nassim Taleb, wrote a book called The Black Swan. And, uh, uh, you know, COVID was a black swan to, to a great extent. I call this a gray swan because it isn't completely out of left field, but are, there are things that maybe uh, are, are, you know, in the, in the middle pages of The Economist that you don't read that I do that I want to bring to your attention. I haven't seen this talked about much at all. So uh, The Economist, the link's in the notes. Please go there. I wish they would give me the, the reporters' names. They don't, but it's a great piece. Uh, China's growing military confidence puts Taiwan at risk. And uh, uh, it's a very strange, tenuous circumstance that the U.S. and China have towards Taiwan. Uh, but the, the, the military pressures and the tensions are mounting here. And if you want to see something really royal, the stock market, some sort of meaningful military conflict over Taiwan would be a problem. And the U.S. would most likely have to be involved at some point in some fashion. And so uh, uh, more on this later uh, or in the future, because this is, this is going to be a topic that I'm sure we're going to see more of. But keep an eye on it. I've got this plugged into my Google alerts so that if anything comes out of left field from, uh, from, the, from the web, uh, some crazy story in a, in a distant publication, I'm going to bring it to you. So just with, with where stocks are right now, a shock like that would not be tolerated well at all, in my view. So there's the gray swan for uh, this week. Podcasts of the week, and this is what uh, I love about doing this, is that uh, I, that antenna goes up, and then what happens? I listen to the Farcast. Michael Farr's, um, uh, he's a money manager out of D.C., a uh, very bright guy, very uh, uh, prevalent on CNBC. And in 21 minutes, he and his political strategist, Dan Mahaffey, talk about China building warships as rapidly as they ever have. And and, and another sign of, of, uh, of threatening Taiwan. So there's two data points that came out of the blue in a week that uh, I think could be impactful for stock prices down the road. Very tough to predict. But I don't want you blindsided by by news like that. Next podcast is uh, Pivot. And uh, I try to be intellectually honest and uh, give, uh, you know, listen to the left as well as to the right. These are, are you know, clear liberals, but self-described. Uh, they actually prefer progressives, but whatever. They're, they're left of center. Uh, uh, Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway, they're very bright. And they do this segment of predictions at around 39 minutes in this episode. And uh, I bring it up because uh, uh, Scott talks about Peloton creating a match rival, a, a dating app rival. And it really makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Peloton users are fit, almost by definition, probably you know hot and uh, uh, you know, can afford a $2,000 bike, so they have some means. So it's a very logical extension of, of, uh, of the brand, which obviously has been hit this past week. I know a lot of you own the stock, so I just bring this out there to, number one, recommend Pivot all the time, but this particular one 
if you own Match or any other of the dating apps, the Bumbles of the world, you might want to pay attention to 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 this or at least ask the questions. And then the next thing they talk about is Elon Musk sounding like Jack Welch. Now, I'm probably dating myself, but the last earnings report, 25 cents of the 93 cents they made came from selling Bitcoin. Had nothing to do with 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 selling EVs. So uh, you know, trading Bitcoin to come up with 25 cents for the earnings beat. Not a high quality uh, earnings report in my view or in many's view. And the reason I bring up Jack Welch, the former CEO GE way back then in the 90s, was he had the, the, the finance unit and a real estate portfolio that magically could, uh, you know, they could sell a building or a warehouse or what have you and magically come up with an extra penny to, to beat the earnings uh, consensus time after time after time. And it was legal and it was, you know, obviously the, the, under the, that, those, that era of accounting rules, it was okay, but it, it kind of didn't pass the smell test. And so my point being, and Scott's point, is that watch the SEC. If all of a sudden Elon Musk tweets something about Bitcoin and it pops the stock price up, and then lo and behold, they sell that news that he creates to come up with an earnings beat, it's going to be a problem. So uh, he's run afoul of the SEC in the past. I'm not saying he's going to do it, but it's something to to consider if you're a Tesla shareholder. And he's going to be an SNL, I believe, tonight, right? Um, and uh, watch for an SEC skit and watch for a Dogecoin skit. I think that's going to put in the peak for Dogecoin, give or take. Uh, and again, Parabola's correct, uh, 80%. And I said it before that I think it's going to be, it's going to take some time. I said six months, but I think it drops below a dime because there's no support. It's just a, a straight up. And this isn't Bitcoin. This isn't uh, a set number of shares with blockchain and, and corporate buying. It's, it's, you know, it's fun speculation. And God bless you, you guys that are, that are making some money. But I think this goes below a dime. And I think this week is probably going to be the, uh, the zenith for, for Dogecoin, given the, uh, the SNL news so and again i don't have any inside baseball there that's just what i'm hearing uh next reporters of the week uh this is cnbc corn futures jumped to a seven-year high on supply concerns and we've talked uh, on the show in the past china having to rebuild their uh, replenish their swine herd they they're they obviously have to feed the animals uh you know dr- dramatically and uh, and there's just general demand for corn because of of the economic recovery that's happening but i mean a seven-year high this is getting meaningful and the we're involved in tags tags the agricultural uh fund from tecurium they uh this is 25 percent of of that fund sugar wheat and soybeans are the, are the other. They're all going north. And I just bring this up because uh, my take is uh, corn's going up. It's a seven-year high. It's just another to the list of commodities that are, are going north. And I think that it's going to impact stock prices at some point. So stay tuned. Charge tweets of the week. This is Jim uh, Jim Bianco, a uh, very bright guy. And um uh, you know, like he says, pretty much every valuation metric looks like this, a record high. This is stocks to GDP, and please go to the YouTube channel to see this. It's another Matterhorn, and it's as high as it's been 
uh, uh, well above the uh, the dot com bubble and far above the uh, the oh nine uh, uh, crisis low. So uh, stocks are expensive. I know interest rates are low. That's the argument, but you just can't argue with this. So I'm a bull, but I'm a bull with a head on a swivel and and a sell button that's close by. And I want you to be the same. Next is. Um, uh, the Bloomberg Commodities Index, and this is the best year to date uh, we've seen in, in this index uh, ever, and uh, it, it's a pretty impressive uh, chart. And I think that we're going to continue north for the for the rest of the year. And Powell will say that inflation is temporary, but the the uh, you know the commodity index is showing that it's a pretty persistent uptrend that that's begun, and I don't think it's over. Next. Newsletters of the week, the Bear Traps report, Larry McDonald's team really like this, recommended highly. And um, uh, here's copper at 10-year highs. And again, uh, we own COPX, the copper miners, but uh, you know, a 10-year high is pretty significant. And frankly, it looks like it's going to blow through that. And then you've really got some more upside coming. Uh, copper is, is more uh, prevalent in EV vehicles than traditional uh, uh, cars and uh, uh, China is, is 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 screaming to the upside. Their demand for copper is monstrous, and so uh, you know we continue to like copper. And and the bullish thesis, uh, I just think, uh, continues to build. Next is um, lumber futures, and you know uh, I I don't know why I didn't see an ETF back in July of last year that caught my attention. It just didn't. Uh, shame on me. I go through them every month and I miss stuff. But uh, here's Lumber Futures since 1986. So you know when I, I mentioned charts, I want you to pay attention to the timeline. The longer uh, uh, these levels are, 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 are broached, the more meaningful they are. I mean, this is, uh, you know, really significant. If you're, you know, buying a home, doing a project, you're probably already already feeling this. It's um, it's a it's a hell of a spike and doesn't look to abate anytime soon. So um, uh, pay attention to that. Margin debt is the next chart. And uh, uh, again, uh, I want to be honest, but I also don't want to be an ostrich. And uh, when when margin debt hits new highs like this uh, in the past, which is the the dot com bubble and the financial crisis, the S and P held up for. Six months in the first case, four and a half in the latter. So, you know, we're kind of getting on borrowed time with uh, with with new highs for the S and P, which we are hitting. The volume isn't very impressive, but just it's another indicator that we're we're late in the game here, and maybe at least uh, you know watch the sell levels and you know be less forgiving of stocks that aren't working, and uh, that's certainly my uh, modus operandi. Uh, and then uh, I'd love to see this. Uh, Larry uh, swapped out of URA, which I also own, the uranium uh, ETF, for the more pure play, less liquid, but more pure play, URNM, the, um, the North Shore Uranium Trust. And it's obviously, I, we just showed it before, it's a beautiful chart. And, um, you know, he sees a, a doubling of, of spot uranium in 12 to 18 months. That certainly implies that uranium, the miners, URNM, the miners, are going to be going up north in that. And I think that uh, uh, I obviously agree. And uh, I'm really pleased that we got you on this trend back in July of last year. 
but there's way more to go. So don't uh, uh, you know, don't move yet. Uh, and this is another take on the Bloomberg Commodity Index, highest since September 2012. Commodities on a tear, and boy, they are. And I just don't see uh, this reversing anytime anytime soon. Here's the chart of uranium. Little different take on uh, that they do, but you know, I like this. They're thinking the volume surge that they've seen in recent months, and it's uh, it's absolutely substantial. It's a clear breakout. It's it's clearly bullish, and um, you know, stay with us because I think we we're going to continue to to benefit from this theme. Uh, this is a little bit wonky, but it just shows backwardation, the percentage of commodities. Uh, uh, in backwardation, which means the spot price is above the one-year futures level, which just shows that that you know the you the demand for the commodity in the near term is is very very high, and you have to pay up to get it. And uh, again, it's uh, another 14, 15 year high, and uh, you know it just points again to commodities which we're. Uh, you know, our our portfolio is benefiting from uranium, from copper, from uh, uh, the agriculture, cannabis to a lesser extent. Uh, you know, the the commodity theme is serving us well, and and I hope it serves you well. And share this with folks that maybe are not participating in this area of the market. Uh, stock allocations among U.S. households, forty uh, percent plus on all time high. And it makes sense given the way the way uh, uh, stocks have acted, but it's just also an indicator that it's above the dot com level. It's way above the the uh, the lows of the financial crisis. And uh, you know, if if people wanted to be in stocks, they're probably already in stocks, and and we're running out of incremental buyers. And then so here's Larry talking about about uh, uranium, and uh, he said you know the copper thesis has played out nicely. And from a Washington policy perspective, he points to uranium being the next similar trade. I agree with him, obviously. Um, it, it, this is a game changer. A lot of hedge funds uh, are, that he talks to are discussing this. And this is a pretty small space. This isn't, you know, uh, the treasury market. This is a pretty finite amount of dollars that are in uranium. He again says uranium prices could double over the next 12 months. He has high conviction. I do as well. Uh, it's a, a pure centrist uh, green energy play that both sides of the aisle can get get uh, uh, back behind. Nuclear power is clearly changing the perception. And um, uh, and then here's you know, a really big piece of news. So if you weren't in the uranium world, you wouldn't have noticed this. But you Participation Corp., was a company that was buying uranium, physical uranium, and and uh, and storing it. The original yellow cake, uh, uh, Denison was running this, and now Sprott, an, a, a, an asset manager, has uh, a new team uh, coming in to take over this. And what it in essence is, it's a closed end fund similar to an uh, an ETF. Kind of like gold GLD, the ETF, but for uranium. So now you have a, a vehicle that will be out there that will be uh, a pure play on uranium where retail brokers, family offices, hedge funds, etc. can can participate in the, the the bull market in uranium directly. Uh, obviously, there was a futures market that that that's that's very li- illiquid. So 
if, if this becomes the way gold is, which is, I think, $2 trillion, something like that, you now we have a vehicle uh, that I don't... Uh, the Sprott Uranium Trust, I believe is what they're calling it. They're going to be out there taking flows, uh, dollars, and buying pounds of uranium and putting them in vaults. And so uh, you're going to be see a persistent buying demand for uranium that wasn't there. And this is on top of the utilities that have to come in to power their nuclear power plants. So it's uh, a clear bullish sign that uh, I think is, is, is really going to add fuel to the fire. We saw the, what it did this past week, taking out new highs. The Cameco call was very bullish. And so uh, uh, stay tuned. I think this is going to be a big, big moment for uranium. I prefer the miners myself because you get the leverage, but uh, so be it. Um, so, folks, that's the show. Uh, please also subscribe to my Bakes Takes YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that I reference are on the screen. Please follow us on Twitter at Bakes Takes underscore and other social media. I try to respond within 24 hours with anything that you uh, present to me. I'll, try, I'll do that as best I can. Please, please use your voice memo app. Tape your questions and email to Bakes at BakesTakesPodcast.com or write in if you'd prefer. I'll keep you anonymous if you'd like. Thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Thank you, as always. Have a great week. This is Bakes. And for much-needed levity, uh, the best of Anthony Jeselnik. Yep, it is uh, inappropriate and, uh, and, and salty, but it is all-out funny. He's one of my favorites, and I recommend it highly. About seven, eight minutes, and uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get a chuckle. So see you next week, folks. Thanks now. Bye. <laughs>